everybody, this is Tassie. And this is Bill. Back with another episode of Lovebird. This time coming to you from the backyard. Yes, so updates from the backyard is quite literally from the backyard. What, what? Indeed. Yes. Do we have any updates from the backyard? Not really. We're back here. Well, we just saw a flicker, right? In the presence of... Oh, if you can make that out, that is our returning friend, the Chimney Swift, mm -hmm. who has just returned from the south. Bill is quite jazzed, or shall we say jizzed, about migration season, which he tells me hasn't even really started yet, even though it's spectacular. I wouldn't say it hasn't started yet, it's just not to the peak yet. Mm. And that lovely sound, of course, is our good friend, the European Starling, mm -hmm. who have a nest in the garage two houses over. Mm, and also who took the woodpecker's nest from the park and you got pictures of the woodpecker being sad. I was watching a very angry red-bellied woodpecker as the starlings had stolen its house, which is a very common. Red bellies will excavate nests and the starlings will take them because mm -hmm. they're more tenacious, even though the red belly is a pretty tenacious bird. I guess from what I understand, the conservation statistics on red bellies are good so i guess they go and they dig out another one but it doesn't give me a good impression of starlings <laughs> those starlings mm -hmm. also in the um taking over old nests department what did you see in the owl nest now that the owlets have fledged that's the flicker right listen to that beautiful sound of a northern flicker mm -hmm. a yellow shafted northern flicker <laughs> you're making that out. no i'm not <laughs> that's totally real Oh. Don't talk about my shaft. <laughs> it has a beautiful yellow <laughs> shaft. Well, I, I saw this in a photograph, but apparently ducks are nesting where the great horned owls nested. In our park um, down the street. In the park down the street, which is no problem because the great horned owlets have fledged mm -hmm. and are able to fly. He's really mad at you talking about his shaft. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about shaft. <laughs> Can you dig it? <laughs> so since we last spoke, Bill has apparently seen some birds poop through binoculars. So he's just trying to catch up with me. I think it's something I actually see all the time and it's just paying attention to it. <laughs> this is really lending us some authenticity. All right, so all of that aside, we went on my sixth birding outing last weekend and we went to Forest Park again. Birds are starting to show up that weren't here during the winter. Was this a bad idea to record outside? <laughs> and I also feel like the birds are getting more colorful or maybe we just picked colorful ones for this. Mm -hmm. Okay. In terms of our ordinary birds, so to speak, uh, we saw the barn swallows. Mm -hmm. Or, I can't roll my R's, Hirundo rustica. Why don't you just say Hirundo rustica? Because it's cooler to roll your R's. Okay. So. See, the flicker thinks so. <laughs> the barn swallow is a summer resident of Missouri. It is about seven inches long. It has a blue black crown and back and wings. And then it has sort of a cinnamon to white belly and a rufous face. And it has these little white spots on its tail. Mm -hmm. And it's constantly flying. That's what I thought when I saw the swallows. Slow down, what's your problem? They make this just never ending circles around ponds, above ponds, and they are catching bugs. Yep, they will not chill. They are monomorphic. I have that they rarely glide in flight. They have continuous flapping, which I didn't really notice because they were just like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> they build mud nests. Yes, they do. So they nest 
almost entirely on structures, like human structures, mm -hmm. usually nowadays. Obviously, they didn't before. When you were seeing in Forest Park, there is like a bridge that they nest up under. Mm -hmm. Is he going to let us do this? I don't know. And it has a long forked tail. It's the only swallow in Missouri with a really deep with a, fork. With a swallow tail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I have it drinks while flying by skimming the water. And it also bathes while flying in wow. sprinklers or in rain. That's how much it won't quit. It is a, it's a nonstop impressive aerial bird. Mm -hmm. An aerial bird. An aerial bird. Man, this bird is nonstop. Mm -hmm. We've also been drinking a little bit, although perhaps not to the level to do drunk lovebirds, which we could do at a later date if mm -hmm. you guys want us to. That's here's our drinks. Okay, do you have anything else to say about the barn swallow? Nope. We saw a few other types of swallow, but we'll talk about them more later. We might make a trip into Illinois to look for the cliff swallows. Bank swallows. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. On the banks of the river, yes. Next so up. Our next bird is one that is very near and dear to our hearts in St. Louis. It's and I didn't mention it because you were talking, but one of them just flew up and then flew away. And that one is Clarice. Mm -hmm. It is the Northern Cardinal. Or, ba -ba -ba. or just Cardinal. Mm -hmm. Or just Yadier Molina. Mm -hmm. Yes, we saw Yadier Molina hanging out. Sure. Pretty sure he's in the Dominican. Yeah, Dominican. Helping in, out with in, his charity. In the DR. Or he might be in Florida or wherever, or Arizona. Where are they, like, doing baseball? I don't think that's been set yet. Oh, okay. Anyway, the Northern Cardinal, which is the mascot of our sports team, i.e. the greatest baseball team ever. They are eight to nine inches long. They are year-round residents of Missouri. They are dimorphic. So the male is red all over, and the female is a buff brown with red tinges on the crest and wings, but it has the same black mask on its face. So it has a mask that goes back from its beak and kind of peeks over its eye and goes down to its chin. They also have all red bills, which are kind of impressive. Mm -hmm. And they're very definitely seed cracking bills. Mm -hmm. Like you could just like Argh. seed cracking bills. Seed cracking bills. And it has a crest, which mm -hmm. makes it look all the more badass. Mm -hmm. It makes it really good at hitting the long ball. Yep. Mm -hmm. The juveniles have a gray bill. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. That's how you can distinguish them from the females. Each year we have a couple of juveniles that come up in our yard. We usually call them all Clementine. Because mm -hmm. you can't tell sex in juvenile cardinals, and Clementine is a nice. Or Clem. Or Clem, yeah, yeah, is a nice name. But yes, yeah, so we call our male Cardinal Clarence and our female Cardinal Clarice. Mm -hmm. And they are very sweet. We, recently, mm -hmm. Clarence has been feeding Clarice mm -hmm. seeds yes. um, as a sign to reestablish their partnership. Mm -hmm. The male feeds the female during courtship. So although Clarence and Clarice have been mated for quite some time, he's still keeping the romance alive. That's right. Love birds. So the cardinal is one of two birds that we'll be discussing on this edition of the podcast that is named after something in the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. I'm not a very good lapsed Catholic. Bill went to Catholic school for a long time, so I'm going to let him take this I'm one. a good lapsed Catholic? Yes. <clears throat> they are named after the bright red robes worn by cardinals who are a level higher than bishops. They are important leadership clergy in the Catholic Church. Aren't they the ones that like elect the Pope with all the smoke and stuff? They are the ones that elect the Pope. Yes. I also have that cardinals are very territorial in the spring, mm -hmm. which actually goes back to that first podcast we did where you were talking about knowing that the cardinals were Clarence and Clarice. They're not as territorial in the winter. And the male and female both sing, and they sing all year. Mm -hmm. And what are some of their songs, Bill? What cheer, what cheer, hokey pokey pokey pokey. Mm -hmm. And there's the cardinal outside my work that likes to compliment me as I walk in. Oh, pretty, 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 mm -hmm. pretty. <laughs> And then sometimes they just do the like, oh phaser 
Choo, 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 choo. But yeah, and then they have, yeah, their chip, just chip. Mm -hmm. And when you see Clarence and Clarice in the backyard, they will be constantly communicating to each other. Mm -hmm. Chip, chip, back and forth. They're just a nice bird. I think we're lucky to have them as our mascot here. In I mean, Louis. it's something I always think about. If like somebody came here from any other place mm -hmm. other than North America, would just be so impressed by this bird, and we're so used to it. So this um, is only a North American bird. It is only a North American bird. Wow, we are very fortunate. In fact. Well, I guess it is extreme southern Canada, eastern two-thirds of the United States, and a lot of Mexico. Oh, so it doesn't even, like, live on the coast. It does not live in California, wow. Nevada, We are Oregon. super lucky. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It doesn't live in Arizona. Um, it lives in a little bit of Arizona. Does it live in the part of Arizona where the Arizona Cardinals are? I don't know. Frauds. Did you have anything else to say about the cardinal? No, but this is where Tassie, when she's editing, should put in some of my beautiful cardinal songs. Yes, I will. Who's your favorite cardinal? Yadi or Molina. Okay, not Wayno? No. Okay. That is Americano Dago. Barcus Americanus. <laughs> Barcus Americanus. Sometimes, should I tell them about Bratis Americanus? Um, Sometimes when we're in parks and there's oh, yes. a squalling child nearby, Bill and I will say, oh yes, it's just the call of the Bratis Americanus. <laughs> yes, we're um, snobby people with no kids. Sorry about that. On to our exciting spotting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one of these, I feel like, did you expect to see him? You seemed surprised when we saw it. Well, once we saw it, I realized, yes, this is an early spring bird, but before we saw it, it hadn't really crossed your mind. It hadn't crossed my mind. Okay, so what we're talking about is the solitary sandpiper. Or Tringa solitaria. Did you say the cardinal's name? The cardinal's Latin name is very straightforward. It is Cardinalis Cardinalis. But back to Tringa solitaria. Yes, so this is an eight to nine inch bird. It is a shorebird. Mm -hmm. So we saw it in a little man-made stream area with some grassing, like some cattails around it, and it was just kind of popping around a little bit. Mm -hmm. It has a dark olive or brown wing head and tail. It has a white eye ring and its head is stippled. And then as it gets darker, it has sort of white spots on its back. Mm -hmm. And it has a black tail and a pale belly. Did I say it was monomorphic? You didn't. Okay. It bobs the back half of its body and kind of trembles its tail and feet when it's walking is what I have. It's cute. It is cute. I have that it is seen singly and during migration only, which is why it's called solitary. Like, it's not super easy to spot, so kudos to us for seeing it. But yes, it is a, in Missouri, it is a migratory bird, so it will only be around for a little while. And it forages in freshwater and wetlands, but small ones, like the one we saw in the park. Mm -hmm. And it lays eggs in trees in the old nests of other species, but it would do that further north. In Canada. In Canada. In Canada. But that's okay because they don't have cardinals, so they deserve something. Yeah. Anything else about the solitary sandpiper? I saw people online mixing it up with the lesser yellow legs, mm -hmm. and they are very similar looking. But its legs aren't as yellow. That is a key. That's not just not me being a bullshitter. Field mark. Yes. This is me being a birding amateur. So, <laughs> yellower legs on the yellow legs. Mm -hmm. Well, plus I think it's a little bit lighter in general, and it's, it's a little bigger. Yeah. 
It's more mottled and spotted. Yes. Yes, I will agree with that. That's the solitary sandpiper. The second exciting spotting bird I didn't actually see. So Bill has been ramping up his birding time because his semester is sort of winding down and he will go sometimes when I am at work like he did today when yes, I was at work. Yes, and I, I did. So I get birding FOMO. Oh, well, so do I. And I think also he doesn't have as much fun when I'm not there. Well, weren't you saying that talking about birds on the podcast is making you a better birder? Talking about birds on the podcast is definitely making me pay attention to details mm -hmm. because I have to talk about them to other people mm -hmm. and I want to get them right. And just to tell my wife about them, I want to slightly know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Also, recording sounds for the show makes you pause for a little bit longer. Has also made me pay more attention to songs. So in general, I am bucking up. I'm surprised by how quickly I got into the habit of scanning the trees and looking for bird-like shapes yes. or movement. And I had the thought before I started this whole thing that birds are sort of silly. Like why all these patterns, pretty much the same shape, a little bit of differences, but weird color patterns. But then I see leaves and I see just pieces of nature that look like birds. And I have to look through binoculars to say they're not birds or notice that they're not moving. So like birds are actually really well adapted, even in their range of colors. You're talking about camouflage. Mm -hmm. Remember we saw the female wood duck up against like the grass and like you couldn't see her without... I have been blown away by the quality of camouflage of certain birds. Mm -hmm. I'm excited though that you say that you already can understand kind of what I call bird eyes. I'm almost better at seeing them from a distance than I necessarily am at looking at field markings through binoculars at this point. I feel well, like I've been pointing out a few birds to you, Billy, like, look at that one up there. And you're like, oh, thank you for spotting that. And you look at it. Well, right. And I think step one is to find them in the first place. Mm -hmm. But that to do that, yeah, I mean, you are scanning trees for what I call anomalies of movement. Yeah, or shape. Uh, so. I'm surprised by how long I can like just stay in place and look. I didn't think I would be patient, but when it's possibly a bird you're gonna see, I will stand there and just look. You would have been impressed by the level of my standing still. When you saw this dude, when right? I saw this dude. Mm -hmm. So I was in the park up the street, mm -hmm. and then in this park are these thickets, and inside the thickets are these kind of sinkholes that in the springtime fill up with water and become little ponds. It was a beautiful day, and I was interested in seeing another bird that we won't be talking about today called a Louisiana water thrush. Mm -hmm. Well, I should say I saw a Louisiana water thrush, and so I got closer to the water, and then I decided I'm just going to find a big log and sit down on it. Which is big for Bill. I've never seen him sit down while birding before. But the thing is, I wouldn't, if you were around, I would think that you would get bored. I would sit by you on a log. So, so I'm sitting there, and I took about 200 photos of the Louisiana water thrush. And because I was doing that... You were becoming one with the log. Because I was one with nature, this little tiny five and a half inch yellow bird flies up and perches on a stick that is kind of sticking out of the water. And it is a protonotary warbler, or protonotaria citria. And this is the second bird that is named after something in the Catholic Church. Right, and we just had to research this because even as a person who went to 12 years of Catholic school, apparently in the Vatican, which is the sort of ruling, it's a country, even though it's a city, 
in Rome. Are you seriously telling people what the Vatican is right now? Yes. Okay. See, to me, this word just looks like it's spelled P-R-O-T-H-O-N-O-T-A-R-Y. And it just looks to me like someone's trying to say proton, but they've got a lisp. So it's proton. Prothonotary warbler. Now tell us what a protonotary is. They are prelates in the Roman Curia who perform certain duties with regard to papal documents. After examining the candidates, they name annually a fixed number of doctors of theology and canon law. So they're like the review board for your doctorate? Yeah, I guess. I believe at one time in history, according to Google image search... Is it like, what about their vestments? That they did wear yellow. Oh, look at that. Or gold, perhaps. Okay. So just like the cardinal, our protonotary warbler. Mm-hmm. The protonotary warbler is just a brilliant yellow... It is the second time in my career of birding that I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting. They're warblers. They winter in... Central and South America? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they summer in, in the eastern United States. They could theoretically breed here. Mm-hmm. They spend all their time near water. It was appropriate where I saw mine. I have that it keeps low to or on the ground, hops along branches, twigs, and brush, and that it forages above standing water. That sounds very consistent with what I saw. And then just to go over how it looks, its head and belly and chest are yellow, but then a little bit of an area under its tail, sort of its rump area is white, and then the wing and tail are sort of a bluish gray. Mm-hmm. It has a very black and beady eye that sounds out against the yellow. And it is a priority bird in terms of conservation status because of the declining amount of swampland. Didn't you say that this is a worldwide bird, too? No, the barn swallow is. Oh, okay. So the barn swallow, theoretically, if you're one of our many European listeners, mm-hmm. <laughs> or even African or listeners. Or African listeners. Yes, you, you could see a barn swallow. You also have the barn swallow. You could see a bird that's just, like, flipping out, flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Did you want to say more about the protonotary warbler? I could say if there's any real birders listening, my first impression was that it was a blue-winged warbler, which is also yellow with blue wings. But that has wing bars. But I did not note the absence of wing bars and Ooh. mostly the black eye line on the blue winged warbler. Yes, its beady eye does not stand out as much because its it has beady the eye, eye line. does not stand out. Hmm. And I've seen a few more blue wings than protonotary, so I was happy when I figured out it was a protonotary. Okay. The one other thing I wanted to say, I guess in the like segment of Tassie being ridiculous while birding, is that Bill almost got me killed. There was a flock of geese, and he made me walk through the middle of it. Honkers. Honkers, yes. I'm afraid a goose is going to kill me someday. I'm afraid they're going to get angry and charge. And this might be because of an episode of Rugrats I saw when I was young where a goose steals Grandpa's dentures <laughs> and runs after Chucky and Tommy. Very soon, Tassie. Please don't say the goose is going to kill me. The geese are going to have little goslings. Oh, my God. And they're going to be right at the same place. And they're going to be angry. And I'm going to be taking you to the same place because it's really good for oh warblers. I've heard and this. what are you going to do? I'm going to walk far away from the geese. Thank you. We we had a conundrum where we were trying to social distance from a human and it pushed us into the geese. Mm-hmm. It's a very dangerous business. Mm-hmm. I have heard though that swans can kill a man, like with their big ass muscly neck and just strike you with it. And geese aren't that different from swans, okay? <laughs> Canada geese. Bill is not sure what to say to me right now. Yes. A blue jay just flew in, a couple starlings are making their rounds, and our silver maple. Yes, we ate al fresco tonight because it's a beautiful night in St. Louis, Missouri, and we got out our hammock, and I was swinging in that a little bit because we're trying to take advantage of our backyard space during this whole quarantine situation. 
And the blue jay just said hi. It's all happening right here. And there's here. Robin, our female Robin. What's up, Robin? Oh, and there's, and there's Clarence. Clarence, Clarence, well, Clarence. All our bird friends are coming in to mm -hmm. say goodbye and see you next time on Love Birds. <laughs> Bye.